Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Nate, host of the Artist Exchange Radio Show, here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. Today we have a packed show. We have uh, three authors uh, joining us. We have Mr. Keith uh, Kareem Williams. We have Mr. Hakeem Playboy Stokes. And we have Mr. Brahim Gibbs uh, joining us today. Um, We'll be talking about their writing, uh, their work, their passion, uh, and just, you know, those things that make us, you know, being celebrating Black History Month, uh, very unique in our culture, and our history, and our voice. Um, uh, don't forget to tune in every Friday at 5 p.m. Uh, to the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Uh, also, don't forget, I'm hosting a special series of interviews uh, for a project called You Thought I Was Him. Uh, we'll be doing a series of conversations every month uh, leading up to November for the project. Uh, uh, this Monday, we'll be interviewing uh, Mesa, uh, the phenomenal uh, vocalist and singer, nominated, Grammy-nominated uh, singer uh, Mesa, as well as Easy Jackson, uh, Tracy Jiggets, uh, Lisa Brock, and Mr. Carl Taze Ransom. It's a collection of conversations surrounding the issues of You Thought I Was Him. I didn't tune in every, the, the third uh, Monday of every month uh, for a new set of guests, a new set of conversations. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So without further ado, um, I'm going to welcome on uh, the guys. So if you all can unmute yourselves, uh, we'll start the conversation. I'll start off with Mr. Uh, Playboy up here, uh, Mr. Hakeem. How you doing, sir? Unmute yourself. Uh, you got it? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll start with Mr. Brahim while Hakeem is getting it on. Uh, how you doing, sir? I'm good. Thank, thank, thank you for having us on. Say it again. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yes, you did. And thank you for that. Thank you for that. Everybody gets it wrong. You got to go to Google. Tell them go to Google. Put it in Google. (laughs) Is that what you did with the Google? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, first of all, sir, tell me who you are. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Brian Gibbs. Author, this is my second time coming out with the book. Um... I'm a fantasy sci-fi, uh, I write political series for Intellectual Ink Magazine. So, you okay. know, I just love what I do. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and next up, Mr. Keith Kareem Williams, whole government. <laughs> How y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes it's, I, I, I question myself at the beginning if I was gonna use the middle name, but Keith Williams is so common. That when you Google it, right, it's like you get everything from murderers to football players. I'm like, yo, I gotta put the Kareem in there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a lot of random Keith Williams out there, but you gotta stand out. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. Um, I've been a full-time author since 2010 when I released okay. my second novel. Um, and since then I've written 21 more books. So I'm an author. I'm also a screenwriter. I write in all different genres, everything from erotica to urban thrillers to drama to romance. So yeah, I pretty much do it all. Sci-fi, everything. So you're not doing much else with 21 books in 10 years, sir. Yeah, I, 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 at first, you know, when I, you know, when I kind of used to do it as a hobby or on mm-hmm. the side, you know, I, but once I quit my job, and I started realizing that, yo, listen, bro, if you don't write, this is the only way I bring in money. Okay, okay. So it got, and I was a single dad, too, so I got two kids to take care of. I got these bills to pay. So, and it's, 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 after a while, it becomes like a routine, like everything else. Okay. So I'm on autopilot most times. So, yeah, I just constantly work. Are you concerned with the quality, kicking out, like, two books a year every so often? 
every well, year, basically? What I do is some of the projects that you'll see me release, like let's say this year, I've actually been working on those for years. Okay. It's just that I'm constantly having something that's near completion, mm-hmm. but I might have started that book three years ago. Okay. Okay. I but like that's that. how I, I like make that. sure I keep the quality up so that I'm not rushing. Because yeah. I could tell, you know, some authors, that, you know, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody, but mm-hmm. you put out a book a month, I start to be like, yeah. Yeah. is it yeah. really all that you want it to be? And it's not. It's not. Sorry. <laughs> right. Sorry right. for those authors, but the quality <laughs> definitely goes down. And it gives that genre of urban books a very bad name because you're not really giving your audience any growth and you're not right. growing as a writer by trying to crank out. You know, it's, it's like our music industry now. Everything is, you know, a mixtape version of something and it's not any quality projects or a lot of quality projects being put out. So right. I, I like I like the fact that you're constantly working on things and that gives you a chance to kind of sit that down for a second, let it rest. Uh, let it rest and then you pick mm-hmm. it up with fresh eyes. I might not sometimes and I'm also working on multiple projects at the same time. Okay. So sometimes I might just tinker with a book and tinker with a book. And then it gets to a point where it's complete enough where I say, all right, let me really focus in on this one and release this next. Okay. So, yeah. Playboy, how's it going? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mean to put your Baltimore persona out there in front of your Philly, your Philly friends. My bad. <laughs> Playboy. Uh, I ain't going to claim that. We ain't going to claim that. <laughs> Uh, my, he's my very, name he's is very faithful, ladies out there. He's very faithful. <laughs> um, one person at a time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna speak that one then. But um, <laughs> my name is Hakeem Stokes. I'm an author, artist, uh, poet, and uh, um, entrepreneur mm-hmm. from South Philadelphia. I have uh, currently I have eight works of heart. I have uh, four books of poetry, two uh, books of uh, fiction, and two books of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a uh, freelance writer, and I too have a column, Arts and Entertainment, which I do for uh, Intellectual Inc. magazine. Please support that movement. And um, I'm 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 just trying to uh, keep my fin- keep my pen flowing and and trying to gain more fans, you know, year after year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can admit that I'm I'm a acquired taste, so yeah, you know, have to take me in in, in increments. You can't take me in all at once, you know. You don't want to overdose. He's always on. He's always on. <laughs> not even, he's not even dressed up today. Still, this is just, just because I came right here. But oh, the yeah. last few times we've talked, you've been introducing either me or the Baltimore area to a new uh, artist. Um, this time you brought two brothers with you. Um, what Indeed. is this avenue that you're gravitating towards in terms of promoting and and uh, supporting other writers? Well, that, that's what that's what we sh- that's what we as a people should do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to grab that grab for that higher rung, and also supposed to reach back with the other hand and pull mm-hmm. up other folk, and vice versa. So that's what I do. If if I'm in association with someone or some people and they're doing positive work um well at this direct moment if their pen game is strong if they they write eloquently if they have a gift for storytelling or something like that then why not work with them and this one this project here uh um sticky situations five the king edition this was actually the brainchild of uh julia press simmons uh Mm -hmm. blessings to her who pulled me in on this. And I was familiar with uh, Raheem Gibbs and Kareem Williams. And um, so it was a wonderful thing. It was a wonderful culmination. It's, I think it is uh, it is wonderful when you can work with folks that you, you respect and that you might have uh, affinity for. 
rather than just trying to throw some strangers together. You know, that's why a lot of, you know, sports teams don't work because they're just trying to have a bunch of all-stars and uh, no, no, no continuity or anything. So these, these two brothers, you're going to enjoy their work. Uh, this present work, Sticky Situations 5 and their, uh, their, their alternate work as well. And um, I, I think you'll enjoy mine as well. <laughs> as always, I, I like when I, there's a, I'm not saying it's a new trend, but people are trying this collaborative writing effort and I've seen it mm. work. I've seen, like you said, sometimes the right combination of people aren't necessarily put together. It might be Indeed. four different writing styles trying to cram into a book and you, you can't be mm. the same. Uh, but it should have a rhythm and a flow to it. So I'm looking forward to reading the book and and really excited for another project where, especially with brothers being able Mm. to do work together and the industry that we're in, arts and entertainment and media is not something that happens all the time. The women have found a way to to get it done, but brothers want their own piece of the pie. They want their own shine. So on and so forth. So it's really uh, a good thing to see this type of collaboration happen amongst Black men. Um, In in terms of uh, getting the book out there and and what should people expect from this book? Uh, You want to take that, um, Keith? Y'all should expect the untamed version. Uh, Just give it to him. You want to sell some books, right? Oh, yeah, the untamed version. (laughs) We done went through this before. Situations for a reason. Listen, I, I ain't gonna be able to take it to Hakeem level, but <laughs> baby steps, baby steps, but baby, baby steps. steps. I'm, I'm working on. I'm, I'm, I'm. I told him I'm trying to be like him when I grow up. But, no, um, you don't want that trouble. You don't want that right. trouble, sir. Uh, you want to be you, better. You want to be in better. This, <laughs> in this book, you're gonna find. You, you're gonna read some well-written erotic stories sexy which storyline so okay. it's not just because you know sometimes with erotica there's a difference between like you make it graphic but you need story mm-hmm. in order for people to care about what's happening and everybody are, I'm, I'm honored to write with these brothers on this project because all the stories were amazing I, I, I see it yo listen man if it, if it was showtime after dark that's a whole movie right there. Right? <laughs> so I'm just lining y'all up for what it is. So imagine like the uncensored Showtime After Dark. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, Real just... Sex 27. Okay, I got yes. you. I understand. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of erotica, uh, it can sometimes be cheesy and unrealistic right. and real playboy-ish with <laughs> a lot of humping but no real picturesque moments um, right. how do how do each one of you attack this project with your uh, version of erotica um, are these real life stories are these stuff you heard about what's going on what I what I always try to do is I try to make you comfortably uncomfortable mm-hmm where I want you is is realistic enough that you get caught up in it and you see the visual and you become a part of the story. You're right mm-hmm. there with everything. But then I want you to also I want your heart to want your heart to race. I want you excited, especially when erotic. I want you turned on, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So in order for me to do that, I have to ground it in reality. Okay. I'm not giving you the fairy tale fantasy. He wrote it on a unicorn. We ain't doing none of that. <laughs> we writing about sex like how it really go down. Okay. 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 Brian? Yeah. Um, OnlyFans, you know, because, you know, what what, it, what the site is. So it's definitely grounded in reality. And it's definitely grounded in um, sexuality and sexual independence from, uh, you know, from relationships. So, so yeah, like you definitely gonna read a book, and you definitely gonna uh, relate to it, and you definitely gonna find some sexy, uh, some, some some sexy things inside of it. Well, my my story was strictly fiction. Um, this man, this tell the truth, strictly, sir. Tell the truth, the devil. It was strictly fiction. I mean, I, I wish I had the character's hair. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was strictly fiction, but uh, 
um, it it is definitely if you if you lead, I should say, an exciting life, then you should be able to be you know you should be able to be an exciting fighter. You know what I mean? But although I mean, maybe if you don't lead an exciting life, you can have an alter ego inside of you that just lives vicariously through other folks. Mm-hmm. And so admittedly, yeah, you know, I've um, heard different stories and um, saw he heard, he heard, different guys. Did you hear that? And, he heard. and saw different <laughs> things. And I mm-hmm. said, you know, yeah, that, 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 that sounds entertaining. So okay. that, that's also where I got the, uh, that's where the title comes in for my portion, entertaining, entertaining mm-hmm. contemplations. And it's just because it's thought provoking, you know, relationships are very complicated and that's how they should all be pretty much depicted. You know, it's nothing smooth about them, mm-hmm. even the uh, fairy tale ones, even the, you know, I'm lost in love. But, you know, there's always something that throws you off, that ticks you off. And it's all about how you handle uh, the situations during a relationship because nothing's perfect. I mean, it's funny because. The, the ones that are always yapping about, oh, I want a perfect man, I want a perfect woman, they're not perfect themselves. I mean, we're all, you know, uh, one short, one can short of a six pack in some kind of way. So, you know, it's just about can you deal with that, that one missing can? And, and hell, you know, we could have a 12 pack. Unfortunately, we only go have a 10 pack because we got a screw loose, you know what I mean? But, Hopefully that screw is loose because you you screwed it mm. unloosened. You know, we just put it that way. Because I don't know if your show is PG or rated R. But I mean, we're grown folks, and if the sun is going down. <laughs> so, uh, last time I checked, I was grown. <laughs> I, I mean, be, be your most authentic self. You know, we wanna we wanna get this book sold. We wanna we wanna spotlight you all for the work that you have done in terms of. The collaborative effort. How would how did we choose what stories or what perspective or you know what was the editing process in terms of the group? Was that just all personal and we just made mm-hmm. our contribution? Are there some collaborations with actual writings in the book? Well, actually, with, with the with the title, you know, self explanatory. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Julia Press Simmons told us write about the stickiest situation you can. Make sure it's. Uh, like like brother uh, Kareem said, make sure that it has a you know a substance to the story. Don't just okay. give me uh, a full out porn, <laughs> you know. Don't give me a you know porn on 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 paper. Give me something of substance, you That's know. That's the next but, project. That's the next but, project. But definitely make the uh, you know try to make those uh, those sex scenes or those love scenes or you know, whatever, those fuck, those fuck scenes or whatever, scenes, yeah. turn them up, make sure Keep they're turned authentic. up, you know what I mean? Make sure, like me, I when I write a sex scene or any scene, I, I want people to feel like they're there. And especially mm-hmm. when I write a sex scene, I want a woman to climb, want to, want to climb inside those sheets and be part of that work. So that's mm. why I put so much oomph on it. You know what I mean? Okay. I try to put... You know, make them wish they was there, feeling it, touching it, looking at it, that and wanting it. That's the kind of, you know, work that I put in. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna just go to the next guy because I think he just this how he uh, lines them up. But I, I <laughs> Keith, what, for you, how was this process working with the two guys? Was this your first time with a collaborative writing effort? No, it wasn't the first time, but this one. It, I, 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 it doesn't always go smoothly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one, I, I'm, I'm really, like I said, I'm honored. And I was glad when I read everybody's story, we all understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I mean, we all knocked it out the park and we understood the assignment. Okay. And so when I tackle erotica, I always, you know, I, 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 as, as Hakeem said, you want people to feel like they're there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know I've done my job when I get an email from a woman husband like, yo, bro, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? What else you got? Right. Because sometimes 
like I sell books, right? Like say a couple of them approach me, right? Mm-hmm. Usually I approach the gentleman first, just out of respect. Because sometimes some men feel a ways. Even though I know his wife is 85% of the time, she's the one that's going to buy the book. But I address him and talk to him and mm-hmm. give him his due. And sometimes, you know, the husbands, they be on the side and they kind of grumpy. Like, yeah. even if, baby, let me get money by this, right? But then after she read the book, sometimes, baby, read this. And, yo, that's when I know I did my job. When husbands start buying my books, yeah. <laughs> Everybody need a little help sometimes. Everybody it's need a little sometimes. help. Sometimes. Sometimes. We're, we're making the world a better, happier place, man. That's right. Making more babies. <laughs> what, what was this? Uh, no more babies right now. We got to take a break. Brian, <laughs> uh, uh, for you, what was this process like? So this is my first time writing a, a collaborative effort, but I had fun with it. I mean, I, I'm i aware of uh, both gentlemen. I know uh, Hakeem, so like I, I know his work in the, already. But yeah, so, so when Julia approached me about the book, I jumped on the chain to 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 write alongside these men because you know like like I look up to these to, to these brothers' uh, work. So when I got the chance, I I definitely jumped on it, and it, it was an experience for me because mm-hmm. it's my first uh, time publishing like erotica. So you know, I didn't know what to really expect, but 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 Julia uh, did an amazing job with the work I gave her. <laughs> <laughs> So in terms of right, because sometimes when you think of erotica, there's a bunch of poets up there, you know, getting off on stage. But uh, in terms of <laughs> writing it, because they be going in on these open mics when it comes to erotica, right. like they yeah. no holds bar, and it gets to the level of porn. But you don't want it to be like, you know, right, right, the right. rough, low budget porn. You right. wanted to, you know, have a storyline and take you mm-hmm. on the journey. Right, uh, but right. what are what are some of the do's and don'ts to writing erotica? Good erotica. Um, like you said, just 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 don't stuff a bunch of sex scenes and 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 what's not a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, we gotta take the readers through a story and give them the highs of the the, the sex scenes and bring them back down through the story. So by the time the, the next sex scene comes, they they ready and and steamed up for it. Indeed, okay. indeed. Hakeem, what's the for you? What's the do's and don'ts? Um, I try to make things like uh, realistic, okay. but with a little fantasy approach. So no uh, real names. We're not using real names. Okay, I got nah, it. Nah, we we try to protect everybody's <laughs> identity, but. I'm saying as far as like make something doable, not like right. he jumped off the ladder into it. Like, you know, make it realistic. I don't know how to been to a couple <laughs> dance holes. You never I mean, but yeah, but they ain't they ain't get into it. They got between the legs, but they ain't bloop, like you know what I mean the brothers like if you fall in one. I get you. I get you. If you falling into it from a ladder, I don't even want that one. I don't even want <laughs> You said you like a little adventure. That sounds a little That's adventure. too much adventure. I don't want to walk through it. You know what I mean? You, you, you at least want the the little man still right there inside the boat. Like, you know okay, what okay. I mean? But, um, yeah, I try to make it realistic, but give it some sort, some some elements of fantasy because okay. you want, you know, you want your reader's mind to be taken away. You don't want it to be mundane. You don't want to give them the everyday. They could just look outside and see the everyday, or they could just, you know, look inside their house and see the everyday. You want them to fall inside those pages and just be, you know, lost in between those sheets. They just, they, when when they look up, you know, they're like, damn, I'm still here. Like, damn, I thought I was there. Like, that's the kind of reaction that I want when you're, when you're engulfed in your writing, whether it's a sex scene whether it's a, a love scene, fuck scene, whether it's just uh, walking in the park and a uh, picturesque day, you know, sunshine mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. I want you to smell the roses when you're walking through the park. I want you to hear the birds. I want you to see the, you know, the, the meadow in, in, in the distance. Like, I try to be as descriptive as possible without a lot of write-ons and with a lot of without a lot of run-ons and without something that's not too unbelievable. You know, right. you got to take their mind there and then you got to take them past, past that line 
but then you gotta make it realistic and reel them back a little bit. And and that way is fantasy. It's not the totally unbelievable. Like right, nobody's gonna believe no nope. people in the emergency room. I mean, exactly. I mean, like you said, in the dance hall, they go from the dance hall to the emergency room. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I ain't trying to do that. But big up right. to all my my Jamaican masses. Keith. Well, for me, um, the do's and don'ts of writing erotica is is pretty much you know my philosophy all across the board, no matter what genre. And that is. Don't be afraid to put yourself on the pages. Mm. Pull from your own experience. Mm. Anytime you pick, you know, because you pick up a book and you can always tell when someone is writing about something that they don't know anything about or they just pulled it out of thin air and just making Mm -hmm. things up. It doesn't resonate with readers. And it's not necessarily that the author doesn't have experience in what they're writing is that they were afraid to put themselves and their experiences on the pages. They kind of hide. Mm. Don't hide. You have to shake that off. There was a time I caught myself in terms of the romance and the erotica that I was writing. I was like, man, I got I to gotta mix it up a little bit because my readers could almost tell the type of woman I like. You know what I mean? I was, it started to, you know what I mean? Telling on yourself. Okay. I was telling on myself. I said, no, 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 I got to switch it up a little bit. But, mm-hmm. You can tell any good literature pulls from life. Personal experience. That's the personal experience. It's just like a science fiction movie. There's a reason why some science fiction work and some doesn't. And some works because there's humanity in the story. People forget that. You mm-hmm. could put all the laser beams and aliens and fire, space fights that you want. If it lacked that human element that people could relate to, right. it's not going to do right. well. The same thing for erotica. It's, it seems, and, and that's one of the, I read a lot just for the pleasure of it. And I can often tell when an author is removed from the experience that they're trying to convey, because it almost seems like they have a person in mind that they're writing for versus letting it just go through you. You're, everything ain't got to be your personal experience, but it, how would you feel and a lot of books like this are void of personal connection to it. Right. So it's very apparent that they are writing for another dude to speak and not, right. not themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brahim? Yeah. So yeah. for you, uh, what are some of the do's and don'ts? <laughs> oh, I thought I said it already, right? I'm yeah, just, just going to go back full circle with it. Okay, um, so like I said, like you know, don't 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 just push porn in, in people's faces when when you write a when you write erotica or 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 any medium, even when uh, late night with Zane, like we <laughs> when we watched we used to watch uh, Cinemax, you know what I mean? Mm. It was it was porn, B-rated porn, but it was a, it was a story, like right. you got wrapped up in the story behind it, and, that, and that's mm-hmm. actually like. Where my inspiration came from for uh, for OnlyFans, so uh, I was going back to, to to late nights in the max watching Zane and like I was like that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like I said like don't just push from your faces you, know, you got to take them on a ride I mean like you got to take them there bring them up bring them back down. What has been a response from individuals for this book in particular? Well, the, well the ladies love it. So far, what well, that's the target audience. <laughs> in yeah, terms uh, of marketing this type of book, how do you how do you do so? I mean, outside of the interviews and such, how are you? How do you present this? Because erotica isn't something you can just you know sit on the table, but it has to be something that you explain and you know paint pictures. Well, like well, like Brahim said, you definitely got to find your target audience and then you exploit that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not going to go to a, a children's book festival <laughs> with this joint. But when you hear that, uh, you know, some sisters are having toy parties okay. or if you hear that, you know, hey, they might be doing a, a pregame before they go to a, a sex club. Or if you hear that a pregame, be... explain this, sir. Then we not just go roll past that. Or if you hear that ladies getting ready, you know, <laughs> chicks are getting ready to have a 
a ladies' night, you okay. want you want to you want to do that, or if you know um, a few shorties, not so so much of officially like a book club, but just um, ladies that like to hang out together mm-hmm. and like to uh, talk their shit. You know, you definitely want to target that audience. So you know, and um, and also you don't leave the brothers out too, because like um, brother brother Kareem said. You definitely want to involve the brothers as well. They could take some pointers, and if mm-hmm. not take pointers from your work, they can. This this could be a, um, a erotic interlude. This could be mm-hmm. like what you do to um, you know get your get your get your, your partner stimulated, mm-hmm. and after she read a few pages and get and get entangled in them sheets, then you can get her literally entangled in them sheets. So it's definitely like foreplay, like fictional so, foreplay. And in the actual content of it all, how do you write so men could be comfortable reading this and it's not like they watch it? Or does, is it written from like a perspective of them watching? Well, what I try to do is... Yeah, what, what I try to do is in my narrative, I'll go back and forth. Mm-hmm. So she's doing something and you kind of get her perspective and then I'll do it where the next paragraph or the next thing that they do or whatever. I'm, I'm giving you both perspectives at the same time and weaving them together. It's tricky to do. That's how come, you know, some erotica don't work mm-hmm. because it's, <laughs> but I, 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 I listen, you know what I mean? Cause it, it's almost like I, I joke with my readers and I'm like, yo man, it's like being a good lover. Right, because women will ask me, "How can I write the female perspective like that?" And I'm like, "Not bragging, but I pay attention." Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not coming in here like I'm just hammering nails. I'm paying attention to what she's like. You that know what part. I mean? That part. that part. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's the same thing with writing it. If you make love to or you have sex with women and you do it right, then you should be able to write it too because you understand what they like. You understand what stimulates them and so on and so forth. So that's then I just flip it onto what I like, and I just do what I would do, and that's how I write in the character's head. So that's how I kind of handle that. So men and women could pick up my book, and both of them could, you know, what I mean, both of them would get into it, everybody. Get into it. That's that's interesting that you had that perspective because my quest, next question was going to be: Will this be an audio book, and who will be telling the story? Uh, Kareem. <laughs> I want me to read it. <laughs> so you doing the audio, sir? I, hey, listen, I'm down. Let's go. Let's go. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> I got a couple suggestions for you, depending on what you're looking for. Just tell me what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want it sultry, or you just want it sweaty? I, I got you. I got. You. <laughs> is that is that was that an option for you all to put this in audio or? Would that be- it was it was lightly talked about, but we we never sat down at the table and really chopped it up. But it's definitely, um, hey, they go to genius right there. It was definitely, uh, you know, kind of just kicked around, but because mm-hmm. um, actually, brother Kareem was the one who um, kind of threw that out there on the table. So um, it, it may be in the works. It may it may be in the works. I mean, it depends on the response that we continuously get because primarily, I mean, um, preliminary, preliminary uh, in the preliminary, we are getting uh, very positive responses mm-hmm. from the audience. Um, I mean, I, I have uh, probably a greater percentage of women that's buying it, but I also have a percentage of men, a, a smaller percentage of men that are getting it. So the um, long as everything remains positive, we can uh, indulge in another step, you know. Because if it's not if it's not worth doing, uh, I'm not gonna waste any money or any time on it. Mm-hmm. But this this is a quality product, and with with some quality writers, you know, like like uh, the uh, Brahim and, and and Kareem said, they this was actually a, a great chance because i'm a virgin at this i never did what uh, i i never did this before so i'm a virgin uh to many things not just this but you know um 
This was Sir, a, you outside. Uh, Lightning can just happen. I'm just going through. <laughs> this, this, this was a this was an honor and a privilege and a challenge. Okay. You know, because also I know this is veering off, but um, also I didn't. I've never written a condensed version of a story. I have two novels, so I'm used to writing in that full okay. out form. So for me to condense a beginning, middle, and end into a bit part was very challenging for me. Mm. So um, I liked it. You know, I stepped up to the plate and I hit a home run, I believe. But that would be for the uh, readers to to decide. It's always, you know, I, I like a challenge. I like to see, I like to Absolutely. see artists stretch themselves. Absolutely. Um, and that's, and not that your book is considered urban, you know, urban. Uh, right. But one of the things that I have with a lot of black authors that just keep cranking it out, that they don't, you know, challenge themselves that way. You know, they, sure. they're all about what's next. They're not even thinking about right now is this, how does this story connect to what I'm going to write next? And right. it doesn't have any continuity. And that book normally feels rushed. Right. So, you know, challenging yourself that way is, is definitely because it may take you into other, you know, platforms in terms of writing. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a whole novel or whole book. Yeah, other books are really good, but I'm sure this one made you work a little bit harder because you got two yeah. other people and then right. you don't get the whole book to, you know, explain yourself or what's the Right. Yeah. Thank you for that, though. I appreciate mm-hmm. the accolades. And I had, to, I, had to, I had to set my game up, man, because them brothers, they brought them stories are um, <laughs> not mm. not just because I'm writing with them, you know, um, but they, those stories were very nice. And I get responses from everybody, not just from mine. Like people mm-hmm. read the entire yeah. book. They read all three uh, selections. They're not just reading entertaining contemplation. They're reading, mm-hmm. you know, wildflowers and, and bullets and, and uh, any fan. I mean, um, what is it, OnlyFans? Like they're reading everything. Like when I got the book, I was excited myself to read all yeah. three well, well all their stories because i read my story like a billion times mm-hmm. but i was excited to read their story as their stories as well so it was definitely a labor of love i mean some people don't care you know a lot of times like me I'm, i make money i got money so i don't do a lot of things for money you know i do a lot of things for the love like you said pulling these two brothers uh meeting these two brothers and Given um, other folks layups and alley oops and things mm-hmm. like that, I don't. That's that's all from the love. Like people gave me a leg up, and you definitely got to pay it forward. You got to continuously pay it forward. You can't be selfish with with anything, opportunities, art, mm-hmm. help, whatever you got to offer to the world. You should you should dispense it, you know. But meagerly, you know, you can't give it all out. But you should what you can give out. You should be charitable with that home to Allah. And it's a different process. You know, it's one thing for you to just promote other authors or help represent them. But when you put your work with their work, that's right. that's a level of trust. That's a level of, you know, openness and vulnerability that especially men don't like having. That's why we don't see these types of projects with a group of men. Because that's kind of personal. It's like, you know, doing a threesome. It's a little, you know, got to watch out. Sometimes. Yeah, you gotta watch out, and that's why I would never do a threesome with another dude. It would definitely have to be with two women. But the thing is, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to do anything, and it'd be hot garbage. You know, what I mean, right. I didn't want like the other two brothers, like, oh man, this is hot garbage. I'm the only one standing out. Like, no, all three of these stories can stand on their own. Right. So it's a beautiful thing that it was a culmination. So it was a beautiful mm-hmm. thing that they came together, but. The, and no pun intended. And the other thing is that uh, I'm excited because I I'm going to speak it in. I hope these two brothers expound upon their stories and write full length novels from them. So I'm looking forward to that in the near future. Yeah, I get. I, I definitely get that. Um, in in terms of in the future, you said, uh, will we see? either these stories be expanded or a different genre or how, how will we go about future collaborative work with you guys? Um, I would, I would write with these brothers anytime. I enjoy their stories and look, man, if I'm keeping it a buck, sometimes I get approached to work on projects. 
mm-hmm. and I'll work with anybody, but also you like you just said, you attach your name to something, right? right. So you don't everybody's not on the same skill level, right? And you just can't get mixed up on it. If you was a musician, right, and you in the top, you know, you're not going to get on a mixtape with any and everybody. You're not going to get on everybody's record. Mm-hmm. So I would work with these gentlemen anytime. And, and the thing about it is, the beauty of it is, and I think when we, when we speak of brothers not collaborating more, you can't be afraid to be challenged and pushed. Yeah. Steel sharp and steel. So it's the same way, like if we were rappers in a studio and Brahim might drop a verse and I'm like, oh, damn. And I might have to tear up my verse and go ahead and do something else. And it's not, it's not, and, it, and, it's, and it's, it depends on your mentality and where you're coming from with it. It's not coming from a jealous place. It's coming from a place that, yo, we going to make this be the shit. So everybody is pushing each other to do the best that you can and to and to challenge yourself. Mm. That's a beautiful thing. That's how you that's how you evolve. That's how you grow. That's how you get better. That's how you become a monster at whatever it is that you're doing. Indeed. Brian, you have anything to add? Oh man, it's so hard to, to follow behind these guys, man. We've been doing these <laughs> interviews. The last thing I want to do is follow behind Hakeem and Keith. I was like, oh God. So um yeah, like I said, um in the future, I, I would love to. Like I said, it was it was an honor uh writing with these two dudes. These dudes are better friends to me. So yeah, definitely. Uh I believe there's there's another uh sticky situations coming out. And if they were uh ask us to write on that one too, I mean I already have a story done waiting for it. So yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> I was said, I'm finished. Hey, go. I, I already got some finished, I already got some finished. He on sticky okay. situations three right now, sir. So y'all two gotta step it up. He already on part three. Y'all still thinking about two. There you go. There you and go. I, I would love to keep, you know, I love, you know, sequels and such when they're good. Um, I would love to, you know, see this progress. So it it becomes kind of a blueprint in how to work together. I like the backstory of things. Uh, and that makes me more invested and more interested in what that actual story is. Do you, I mean, outside of making it an audio book, would something like this be in another genre, you know, in the world of streaming networks and more possibilities for black uh, content creators? Would that be a possibility also? I would love to. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that because I also feel that in terms of our stories, Black folks, there's right. a lot more stories to be told mm. than what we're seeing. Right. You know what I mean? There's a kind of typical blueprint for what, let's say, mainstream allows yeah. because there's a comfort level. Oh, we know this works. Yeah. But if you never give out, because you know, I'm, I'm saying, like, listen, on the weekend, you have rom-com, com, romance comedies from other cultures and other ethnicities that come out and they invest and make money, our stories too, they have value, but they only invest in certain type of stories for, for some reasons are nefarious. Some of it is just like why they'll make a reboot an old franchise because they know it's guaranteed money or they believe it's guaranteed money. Yeah. yeah. But so we have to fight and create content that reflects us, all aspects of us. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely see this as being able to be. And I, I love, you know, as an actor, I love, and director, I love exploring different parts of a story. That part. Like they're about to take color purple and make it something else. You know, I right. don't want to see it, but right. I understand that work being it was strong as a book. It was strong as a uh, film. It was strong on Broadway. Now they're making a musical movie out of it. So I'm sure it's going to be just as strong on its own. That's a test of good writing. You know, uh, Miss Morrison really did her due diligence. Um, and I, I, with that being said, it just takes groups like this to get together and pool resources and find some resources. I'm quite sure there's a couple lovely young ladies that's going to read this book and be like, I want to support. They're probably coming from a king, but I'm just saying they're out there and they're willing to su- support you all uh, 
in your efforts, but I just like to <laughs> see Al work and instead of just keep going, trying to go to Hollywood route or going to these white platforms, trying to get our story legitimized. Uh, but it's so many outlets now or just doing it independently. There's so many movie theaters that will lend yourself. A friend of mine just made a film all on his own budget and took it to a local movie theater and they wind up selling out for the whole run of it. And it's the possibilities go. are out there. We just have to start looking within instead of going the white way uh, right. of doing things. Right, right. What can yeah, that, we man, that's a whole nother show, man. <laughs> you yeah. know about is yeah. it is it is it selling out or is it selling out? You know, that's a whole yeah. nother show right there. We all want to eat though. We it's you know right. we look at it. We want to eat. We want to get paid. But what longevity cost are we right. losing? You know, right. you hearing a lot of people now, a lot of actors that were like in Fridays and movies like that, they're speaking <laughs> right. out now saying they only got a couple dollars and some right. other institution owns their likeness yeah. now. Right. So, right. you know, everybody's selling off their catalogs. That's legacy you, you're destroying. You know, it may give you a couple dollars, your grandchildren a couple dollars, so on and so forth, but the wealth that could have been amassed if you just work together and kept that in-house it would have been so much more so See? much more just in general and there you go because right. people have to do their deep their due diligence and they have to read and you have to put in work mm-hmm. and you have to study mm-hmm. and you have to you know you always have to be open a lot of people don't right. they don't like to be open to corrective criticism mm-hmm. they always think their way is the best way and it's the only way Nah, I listen to my elders. I pay attention to my elders. And sometimes, you know, like they say, the young shall teach the old. So mm-hmm. I, li- I listen to, you know, people, period. Right. And you have to, you know, you have to see what's good for you, what's not good for you. And even if you're not, you don't know if it's good for you or not good for you, if you're not familiar with it, mm-hmm. maybe you just step out on faith and say, let me give it a shot. And then, you, you know, if you make a couple of mistakes, you stumble too much, you say, well, maybe that's not my lane. Let me get back into my lane, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with experimenting, man. Experimentation, it can be beautiful, can be a beautiful thing, depending on what it is. But the, but you definitely have to, you know, steadily hone your skill, you yeah. know, like not get, not pigeonhole yourself. You know, you have to hone your skill. You have mm-hmm. to try to be versatile, you have, especially uh independence like like ourselves all all four of us we're all independents you know so you definitely have to you know study your craft mm-hmm. see what's the next and see what's the next thing out see what you know what what's good for you what you can where you can fit in you know because every lane isn't for you you know like i can't uh run out here and do some some uh stuff that the young boys are doing that's not my lane i'm not a young boy you know, so I'm not going to do what the young boys are doing. Can I take some elements of what they're doing and implement them into my work? Yeah, but I can't do a full out young boy type, John. You know, that's not that's not my lane. As right. as two, they couldn't do uh, uh, OG type thing because that's not their lane. That's mm-hmm. that they they may some may have that perspective, <laughs> but they can't do a full out OG type, John. So. You know, you definitely have to stay in your lane. You can, you can, you can veer off a little bit. You can merge a little bit, but it's important to stay in your lane and do what you do great, and you know, include some different elements and take some corrective criticism. Never be too big that you can't listen to uh, people, uh, quote unquote, beneath you. That's an important lesson, I think, for many artists, because sometimes we are too prideful to ask for help. Or mm. to allow somebody to come in and um, give us advice. I always give people my advice. I never give anybody anything as law. I do know what I'm talking about, but I just find that a lot of artists, old and young, mm. are having trouble with being critiqued or being, you know, given information. And I understand there are a lot of people out there that are, that are abusing that privilege uh, or just don't know what they're talking about. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> you got to still listen to the garbage. And pull right, from it right. what's important or what touches you. And then yeah. you, you toss the rest, but just right. take it in and, and see what applies to you. Because some I like listening to people who have failed 
because they often have better information and better knowledge than somebody who is just, you know, clicking on all cylinders because mm-hmm. that person hasn't felt that gut punch from life yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, I want to see that. And uh, I definitely, I like when, you know, Hakeem sent me the information for this. I was really, you know, thrown back because I'm used to women writing like this or a guy doing this on his own, but not a group of guys getting together trying to create art and uh, we the, we the new Bell Biff DeVoe. Okay. Word. <laughs> <laughs> out of control. Out of control. Y'all did y'all rubbing off, you rubbing off on them too much, I can't. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up, baby. So as All we good. close, as we kind of close out, because we uh start a little late, but let people know where they can find you and your books and how they can buy the book and then tell us where we can find uh, Sticky Situations 1, Volume 1. Um, well, you can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. My name is the same. It's at Reem After Dark. Um, Facebook, Keith Kareem Williams. All my books are on Amazon. So you just put in Keith Kareem Williams on the books and all my titles, even some of the other projects like um, anthologies like this one, it'll come up. So that's where you can find all my work. Raheem? Um, You can find me on IG at underscore Agent Gibbs or on Facebook, uh, Raheem Gibbs. Um, Yeah, I'm on there social. You can find find me on Amazon under Raheem Gibbs. Okay. Or 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 Simmons Gibbs for for some of the other chapter uh, other titles that I write. Um, you go you also find uh Sticky Situations one through four on Amazon as well. Okay, so there are four other versions that were three other versions of this. Four other versions. This okay. is uh this is okay. uh book five. Okay. So yeah, you'll find them for one through one through five on, on Amazon. Okay. Uh, also, find me in the next issue of uh, the magazine that I can't think of right now. <laughs> Intellectual Ink Magazine, baby. Thank you, Hakeem. Thank you. No problem, brother. <laughs> sticky notes. You got to put sticky notes. Sticky notes. Right. <laughs> Hakeem? Um, yes. Uh, you can find Hakeem Stokes on Facebook as Hakeem Stokes. You see the uh, moniker below. Or you can find me on IG, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, under um, Asafile Books. That's uh, A-S-O-P-H-I-L-A-B-O-O-K-S. A-S-O-P-H-I-L-A-B-O-O-K-S. I post stuff regularly. I post progress. I post events. Um, I might even post you if you're lucky. But, you know, you definitely want to go to Asafile Books on IG, Twitter, and Hakeem Stokes on Facebook. And um, also, you can go to my website. That's asafilebooks.com. Um, I have wonderful things. They have wonderful writings. One, all my works of heart are there. All my books of poetry and fiction, nonfiction. I also have Asafile merch. You can get some merchandise and support the some movement. Some nice teas. I should have... I didn't even think about wearing my t-shirt today. It's all good, brother. It's all good. I, I appreciated the support, but you know, uh, so you could if you want to inbox him and ask him uh, the quality of the merchandise. I'm sure. Real good quality. Up, I got know, my beardism jacket. There you go. Uh, everything beardism and and uh, devour and uh, all, all. We have all types of monikers there, but I'm, I mainly go with the beardism. And, and the devourer, of course, you know, and mm-hmm. and I like my my Swahili words on the hats, you know, definitely um, strength and knowledge and wisdom within those crowns. So please um, become a supporter. And as Brahim said, you could definitely and you can find my work as well on Amazon.com or you can get it from AsafleBooks.com and Sticky Situations Five, the King Edition. Raheem Gibbs, Keith Kareem Williams, and Hakeem Stokes. We're the authors of that. We, mm. we hit the trilogy. The the uh, waiting for a, a lucky young lady to 
fall in between them Just sheets. open it up. Just open it up. <laughs> All you got to do is open it up. That, open it up. Open it up. That, Five. that first paragraph of the first story is enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Kareem did his thing on there. I was like, way to open it up, bro. Way to yeah. open it yeah. up. <laughs> Definitely. So, I mean, if so they don't, if they don't get sticky from that, I don't, I don't know what to tell them. You, know? you can't give them everything in the first paragraph. You got to make them get to that last page. Oh, he, he, he got them sticky. And then the yeah. rest of them, the rest of it made them wet. Yeah, so I warmed up. I, warmed, I, I turned over the engine. There you go. There you go. It might be you might have to get a new trilogy. We do a sticky and wet <laughs> trilogy. With it. With it. So one, I'm gonna have to figure out something how to bring you guys down here for uh maybe like a book signing or I don't, don't want to call it just a signing because I want to do your work. Yeah, we could um, do a forum. We could do a forum. We could do a uh, I definitely want to do a Q&A. You know, you bring the people to us, you give us the I'm going to call it Roses sure. and Beards. That's there just going to be the name there of it. You go. <laughs> I'm going to put some roses in my mouth and be like, come and pick them. No, not that type know. of rose, sir. <laughs> <laughs> come and pick them. You know? But yeah. so I'm going to definitely, you know, talk to you guys about coming down here. Do you have any other signings coming up or any other... Um, Collaboration where y'all gonna talk about the book or bring it up? Um, and so me and Kareem will be appearing. I'm sorry, Kareem. Me and Kareem <laughs> will be appearing uh, at the Richmond Library, the main branch of the Richmond Library uh, in Virginia. Um, mm -hmm. What is that? May 26. I always forget the date. The yeah, I think it's the 26th. Either 26 yeah. or the 21st. Yeah, something like that. 21st maybe. But um, just go to the uh, if you go to the uh, RVA main branch. Um, you, you'll see it on their website. Um, okay. That's the one only one I have coming up. I'll, I actually have an art show that's going to be in Richmond, Virginia as well. Uh, the first the first uh, uh, Friday of May. So I'm excited about that. I'll be de debuting my work, my um, collages and, and things of that nature, you know, still life and everything. So uh, I'm trying to in this year, this summer, I want to um, I want to exploit my art, my artistic view more. So I'm mm -hmm. be selling selling my canvases more. Um, there used to be an exclusive thing in auctions and, and things of that nature. But now I'm going to start um, having more exhibits so you can get more public access to it. OK, so we're going to have to talk then because I'm in the business of art. Um, Indeed. But mm -hmm. as we, um, again, thank you guys for coming on. Um, I really appreciate you taking time out. I, I appreciate you, you know, setting the standard uh, for guys in the literary community to kind of bring them efforts together. It doesn't have to be difficult or, or outside of ourselves. But the last question that I typically ask to my guests is, what advice would you give to your 17-year-old self? And what question would you ask to your 100-year-old self? Ooh. Ooh. Good one. Um, no change seven, in history. No cheating. No change in history. My 17-year-old self, I'd have told them, don't listen to them when they tell you that comic books don't make money, bro. Because mm. in a couple years, <laughs> Hollywood is all comic book comic movies book. and television shows, so don't mm. listen to them. Um, I would have also told my 17-year-old self to, in terms of my writing, this is what you do. Mm. And I would have probably started earlier. Mm -hmm. And with my 100-year-old self, the question I would ask is, I, well, I would more make a statement and I would say, yo, I hope you enjoyed the ride. Mm. Because I, I always felt like as a... I, I, I never mind work or grinding because I just kind of feel like at the end of the day, I don't want to be one of these old men that go out kicking and screaming like, no, I didn't do enough. Right. I want to be tired, bro. I want to be look back at my life mm -hmm. and be like, yeah, man, it's time for me to rest and just be out of here peacefully. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's my answer to that. Mr. Brahim. Uh... 
it was it would be definitely along the lines of uh what Keith said. I was just telling my 17 year old self, you know, to start sooner. Like, mm. don't wait, don't listen to the naysayers. Uh, cause they're just scared. They're just protecting your favorite zone to you. I promise you, if you start sooner, uh, it gets better. Mm. Uh, and I would ask the question: I want you to hold yourself like, did we do enough? Like, like, did, are we leaving the world on e? I mean, like, 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 is it is it any dreams left that we not that did we not pursue? Mm. Well, I would definitely, um, to my 17-year-old self, man, I mean, <laughs> wow. I mean, it, and, and, and that... That's just the limitations are over, sir. Don't worry. Man, no, nah, I can't. I still, I still can't mention things. But <laughs> in that, that, that era, in that era of my life, I would have never thought that I'd be where I am now. Mm. Like, my teenage years were extremely tumultuous and um uh, i made a lot of uh i made a few bad choices but a hell of a lot of great choices so i would definitely try to steer myself away from the 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 few bad choices i made even though i i also think those bad choices helped cultivate me as the brother that i am today helped me to be renaissance king but um, I think I should have taken, I should have taken, I wish I would have taken less chances, uh, mm. with, 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 with my freedom. So I would yeah. definitely say, uh, stop, don't, don't, don't test the waters as much. And, um, thankfully not, nothing happened, but, uh, I would definitely tell them don't, don't test the waters as much. And my hundred year old self, um, yeah, like the other the other brothers uh, said, stated, I do hope I'm at the point of or beyond exhaustion. Like I'm trying to do everything I can, and that's everything: family, work, life, love, happy. You know, everything. I'm trying to run the full gambit while I'm alive, because tomorrow's not promised today. I mean, God forbid something happening you could be immobilized tomorrow mm -hmm. or tonight so like it's like that. right so you have to appreciate every second of life and I, I i man i don't even know if i at the point i'm going now and if god willing you know inshallah everything continues the way it's going and and greater mm -hmm. i would just say uh man job well done i don't i don't i don't know if you left anything on the table you know what i mean i i don't know if you left anything on the table and if you did uh god willing inshallah your your offspring will pick up the torch and continue running with it and and as writers we understand what writing prompts are um, we understand what writer's block is. And often I use this as meditation. So this is a part of my daily meditation is also a part of my, when I'm writing and I'm feeling stuck, I ask myself these two questions and it gives you a lot of perspective on where you are in the moment. Um, and it may change from moment to moment, you know, yeah. every day I may get similar answers, but then there's some days where like through this pandemic is them answers was different. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I always give this to people, my students, my clients, as this a, a space to be able to self uh, become self-aware. These two, this one question is one statement. However you look at it, it is definitely a way of kind of predicting where I am right now. Um, and that can change. You have the power to make that change, good or bad. Indeed. Uh, but Indeed. it is definitely a space for people to be able to self analyze themselves and kind of get a clear understanding of, you know, if something just doesn't feel right. And even when things like, it sounds like Hakeem, you just, you content right now. And, and that your, your uh, responses dictated that. Um, and yeah. that can change tomorrow. You might have a little more anxiety uh, in you tomorrow and answering yourself, asking those, those questions to yourself gives you a good indication of that change and where it's going and where it's at right now. So uh, thank you again, fellas.
Uh, we definitely. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm cut you. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm gonna cut you off on purpose. Thank you, man. Definitely want to throw roses <laughs> at your feet, man. Thank you very much. Anytime. For, you know, always. You know, uh, giving me an open forum on your platform. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. I don't take it for granted. Everyody's coming. It's going to be down the line. It's coming. Indeed, brother. And <laughs> um, you know, I think I love the work that you're doing in the DMV especially in Baltimore, one of my mm-hmm. second pseudo homes, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely big up Baltimore, man. You, you mm-hmm. definitely always carry big uh, Baltimore on your back and you definitely make Baltimore proud, you know, charm city. One, you want to charm city's finest jewels. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. And it was great meeting you guys. And I look forward to, right. you know, meeting you in person. We're going to definitely work on getting you all down here soon. Um, and I wish you all well. Keep writing, keep giving people that them jewels of information and entertainment. Uh, so I appreciate you guys. And definitely, if there's anything I can do to help you all, um, definitely reach out. Do you want to come back on? Just hit me up. You have my information. Uh, feel free. Thank you. Yeah, thank them brothers will be on there by themselves. They're going to come on there and selfishly do shows solo because they, <laughs> they some bad, they some badass brothers. And I'm going to look, send me those links to your, your books as well. Um, I love reading new works from new artists. So definitely send that information down to me. All right. It's a Peace pleasure, out, man. People. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Uh, and that's been the Artist Exchange Radio Show this week. Tune in next week. We have another guest, another topic, um, more interesting conversation with interesting people. And that's been the Artist Exchange Radio Show with me, Nate Kowser. Don't forget to tune in this Monday to the You Thought I Was Him podcast series, mini series, where we'll have Mesa Leaks, Easy Jackson, Tracy Jiggets, uh, Alicia, Alyssa Brock, and Carl Taze Ransom, all for You Thought I Was Him project. Peace out, everybody. Thank you.